Hi, my name is Heath Neville and you are listening to Teach Better Together, a podcast about leadership, education and collaboration. Join us as we talk to leaders in the world of education as they share some of their insights to help you teach better together. (laughs) Let's do this. All right, welcome to Teach Better Together. Uh, Welcome, Mick. How are you going, mate? Oh, I'm good. Hey, it's good to see you again, mate. It's been too certainly long. Is. It certainly is. It certainly is. Talking about lockdown, we're back into it. Uh, I didn't actually think we'd be here, Mick. To tell you the truth, but uh, here we are. And and how are you finding it? Look, pretty. It's pretty much um, a much easier process than it was last time. Our first time, we sort of didn't know what we didn't know, and and this time around, we yeah, we learn a lot from last time. So it was a really, really smooth transition. How about you guys on your oh, own? Great point. I've got to do a big shout out to um, uh, my school, which is a great supporter of our podcast too, Mick. Uh, Xavier High School in Albury, they've done a fantastic job. Uh, and just to sit, just be working amongst a, a, such a great team, uh, the way they've handled this, this lockdown has been sensational. And it's all been about the well-being of the kid um, and the students and, and, and our staff and and that's just streamlined the process. As you said, we didn't know what we didn't know last year, but now we've sort of got a bit of a handle on it. And I think uh, I think we're doing things better. And as educators, we're really doing our best to keep the education life going. And I think it is. I'm really, really happy. Yeah, um, we're, getting, we're getting some good feedback from parents this time around saying that it has been a far better process and, and, and less angst. And um, I think that's that's really important. And as you say, moving forward, depending on how long it goes for, it's mm. it's it's that well-being aspect that you really need to stay on top of if it's going to continue. Yeah, you're 100 right, Mick. It's uh, if you put the well-being at the front of at the forefront of, of what we're doing, you're not going to go too far wrong. As Steve spoke about in that last episode, we he actually talked about what we're doing. It should all be on behalf of the children, and if we do that as educators, uh, then we're in the right direction. And I thought that was very powerful. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and it's it's an odd thing that we have to uh, clarify that things should be done with um, children at the centre of all the decisions we make, but sometimes we seem to um, get lost in other areas. But um, it's, it's a, just a big reminder, and that's why I said I love I love this program, I love this process. Um, he also mentioned that we're educated by choice, uh, Mick, and uh, that we need to be more confident in working with others. Um, and then we, that's our whole core business here at Teach Better Together. We want people to work together. But I love that that part that you're educated by choice. No one's forcing you to do this. So you, you might as well use your passion, uh, use the love that you've got for it, and just refocus to what's the most important thing, our core business, which is um, making good people. And it should be all about the students, which um, which I really took from that last episode. Anything you take out? Yeah, look, I, look, I, I just see it in all the people we work with that, yeah, you, you've got to love what you're doing in education because if you don't, there's a lot of things that you can you can draw from and say, well, that's not my core business, that's not in my role description, that's not why we do it. We do it for the children. And just as um, our system leaders see uh, qualities in us as in leadership, we need to see the same thing, see the same things in our children as well. And then so they have that belief. Now, I did mention a big key aspect of this uh, was patience <laughs> he said he told the story about the the nun that showed patience in him as a young five-year-old i think it was um and that really spurred or inspired him to go on and be 
an avid learner, and which he still is. And uh, I think that was a really key point even for us now is that we've got to show that patience in these times. Yeah, we all find ourselves in leadership, Heath, and it comes back to that point in your life where somebody sees something in you mm. and has belief in you and then that sort of uh, transpires into you as well. You then just start to think, well, people do see some things in me and have some see the, some good qualities in me and um, that's what we really need to move forward as well. We need those people around us to have belief in us and then put, put us on that track, on that path to, to um to, to leadership in our in our own lives. Yeah, you can never underestimate the difference someone else can make or, or you can make in someone else's life, and that's a big thing. Uh, the, the other thing that did resonate with me in that last episode that Steve said, and it's quite relevant now, is that we're doing all this work, our love and passion, all this work is on behalf of the children, um, and it has to be, and that's where our focus needs to be. And uh, I thought that was a great little, um, little saying he, he said, uh, and he does his work on behalf of the children, and someone needs to be an advocate for these kids in this new generation. Uh, I was listening to a podcast actually with him and Andrew Fuller recently, and they spoke about, imagine, they said this line, imagine if we made schools or designed schools the way children like to learn. <laughs> and I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> and this COVID time gives us a bit of a chance to do that, Mick. We're, we're, we're... Oh, well, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't do anything as crazy as that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you're forced to listen to feedback. You're forced to listen to the kids. How are you learning? How are you going? How can we do this better? And and that's why I, I'm loving this pro, this program we're on, uh, this journey we're on, sorry, uh, through this program and talking to such uh, great minds. What are we going to see today, you reckon? Well, we're going to have a really good episode today. We've, we, we, we heard a little bit about Steve in the last episode, heard from some of the participants and their experiences, Yeah, you know, uh, different but similar in many ways to our own Heath. Uh, this week we have got the assistant directors of both of the dioceses, the Wilcannia Forbes and Wagga Wagga Diocese, Prue Horan for Wagga Wagga and Mary Ellen Dempsey for Wilcannia Forbes. Two amazing ladies, amazing leaders in our system. And I tell you what, we just spoke about uh, uh, Steve's experience having someone have belief in him as um as a child, um, these two ladies have certainly have belief in us, uh, have yeah. belief in their people, and they saw this as an opportunity to recognise the leaders that are already within the system and not having to find them out elsewhere. And uh, they, we asked them some great questions about their experience, very much their um, involvement in getting this uh, program off the ground and working together across two very vast dioceses in, in well, Kenya Forbes, certainly. Uh, there's a long way between some mm. of those towns. Um, but been able to work with those people together. Um, and, and and thanks to, to Prue and Mary Ellen. So, and they tell us a little bit about their journey along with us. Well, let's not keep them waiting. They're definitely making a difference. And uh, let's let's hear what they say. So first off with Steve Brown, continuing, continuing on with his story. And then we, we go into uh, with Prue and Mary Ellen. All right, let's go into it, Mick. We do do a little bit of research here on the Teach Bed Together, believe it or not, uh, and I know you've got a long list of accolades. What are some of the things you've done recently before we move on to the Teach Bed Together program? What are some of the other things in and around education you've been doing? Uh, currently um, modelling what I talk about. We've, um, the end of last year or towards the end of last year, I enrolled in a executive leadership program from Oxford University and um, 
I asked my question self why. Um, why was about modeling the things that I talk about constantly, which is about put your place self in the place of a learner, which I wanted to do uh, to reflect. Uh, do I have currency? How can I actually fine-tune the work I do, uh, reaching out for better ways of thinking, different perspectives? And the other perspective was, I guess, uh, learning the andragogy that was uh, something that I hadn't totally experienced, but you are both, you appreciate, and others uh, through COVID. I've done some online work uh, through Harvard before, but it was just an experiential thing and um, and as with all things, I got really into it and um, then I thought about what's the transference to me and what can I transfer to uh, the people I engage with. So that was quite interesting. Um, I guess the other things that I've been working on are around the podcast series that you mentioned, which is Edge, um, I talk to leaders about the, the the story, finding and knowing your people outrageously is about one of my catch cries. And You've had some big names in that podcast, the, the likes of Lisa Messenger, Roger Rashid, uh, Brandon Casey, uh, and you've had seven episodes so far. I've seen there's been a big focus on who they are as people and the values they carry. I see it's a, that's intentional for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Heath. I mean, um, I'm just... Uh, Next week, interviewing the Senior Australian of the Year, um, just an amazing uh, woman, um, Indigenous, uh, first Indigenous Catholic uh, doctorate, uh, Northern Territory, just a phenomenal presence and just what I can learn, you know, um, just just simply amazing and why, why against the tide or presenting circumstances, she uh, just a powerhouse for her people and uh, pushing out that edge. So, so that's going to be uh, something I'm really eagerly looking. I never stop wanting to know people's stories. If it's incidental, I'm always keen to know what, why do you think like this? And I think once you get the connection, it's like teaching kids, isn't it? Mm. Once you actually know where they are and what's important to them, but the tragedy I see a lot is that people don't stop to understand and to take the time to know people and be just sit down. And I think our Indigenous people have got this yarning notion, just sit down and have a yarn and uh, just why do you think like that? Well, I think like this because. So that podcast series is something that um, is a it's a passion project. It's something that I fund and I don't charge for. I just um, like to share that story like you're doing here and hope that it helps somebody else along the way to come back to purpose, what drives them and that sort of thing. So that's um, uh, something else I've been working on. And I'm, glad you, I'm glad you did point that out. We don't charge. Uh, I don't think we could if we wanted to. But anyway, the, the point of that is we're, we're on the same point. We... We just want to get the message out there, people talking about it. And there's a thread that you keep on saying, which I love, is that you want to learn. Um, and so do we. That's all we want to do. We want to have a conversation with people where we can learn and keep coming back to this notion of how can we make education better. And the more I do it, the more I find out it's just about having yarns with people, like you said, getting to know them and getting to know ourselves a bit more. And that makes us better people, which makes us better teachers, which makes us better leaders. 
a bit like what Dan was saying in our last episode. But it goes always all the way back, don't you think, Mick, to that first episode we did when we talked about that hardwired human and the importance of having a chat, um, and that's just who we are. And if we can do that, then, geez, we can learn, can't we? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And look, Steve, what we really want to ask you today is why did you begin the Pathways to Leadership program? I guess a couple of things, uh, Michael. It's um, one of my overarching um, desires or, I guess, ambitions is to contribute um, to ensure, which is an endless aspiration. And I've spoken about this a couple of times, is that all our students deserve the best leaders they can have in every school in this country. And uh, they get one shot at this. Um, that's called school. They, we get an opportunity to have another go or have a refinement of what we did in one year. Um, they get one uh, progression through schools. So they deserve the best, not the second best, um, not ill-informed, but well-formed, dynamic leaders who have the heart, uh, the moral purpose to actually continue to have the resilience, the drive and the focus to provide the very best um, current generations and future generations deserve because education, as I said, is one of my core values. It, it makes such a difference, uh, good or bad. Good teachers make a real difference. Good leaders make a difference. We know that. So we need to invest. And so when... Um, Wagga Diocese through Prue Horan and Dr Anne Ryan um, were talking about a workforce strategy. They're looking at um, succession planning in the next generation of leaders. Um, so they approached me in that context and in partnership. Then that spread to Wilkenia Forbes and uh, Mary Ellen Dempsey. So the whole idea is... Um, to broaden the network beyond uh, geographic boundaries or any other formative boundaries to say um, the fences divide us um, are artificial. The similarities are so much uh, more profound, um, whether it be in Forbes, whether it be in Griffith, whether it be in Albury, the same issues, the context might be different. So it's our job. Um, to support the next generation to ensure we get the best uh, leaders in our schools for our children. So I guess um, it was a partnership and I want to thank um, those individuals in both dioceses for having the faith, pardon the pun, and the trust um, to ensure we develop pathways which... By the way, I have to say it's uh, one of my legacy pieces. I'm extremely proud. Well, next on the episode, we have two very special guests. We have our assistant directors of their respective dioceses. We have Mary Ellen Dempsey of Wilkenya Forbes Diocese and Prue Horan in the Diocese of Wagga Wagga. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Great Thank to be you. here. <laughs> We practiced that, didn't we? Synchronised It's perfect. It's perfect. So I've just worded it up, Mary Ellen and Prue, before you got here, Heath, that yep. 
Obviously, your context is a little bit different to our participants' journey, so we're going to ask you a, a, a question that differs a little bit. Tell us, Mary Ellen, first of all, what your experience of the Pathways to Leadership program has been for you. Uh, thanks, Mike. I, I think um, what's been a standout for me is that um, it's been a journey to authentic leadership. Um, we've seen that genuine commitment to personal growth and development. Um, our colleagues have really put a lot of time into understanding themselves and developing themselves. Um, I guess it's that commitment that Al Alma Harris refers to as um, being consciously skilled and, mm. and that's, that's been really evident um, throughout this journey. Beautiful. Prue, how about yourself? Um, I think probably there's a, there's a couple of things that are really significant for me in terms of, of the Pathways to School Leadership. Firstly, um, the participants and the absolute desire to participate in professional learning that will better equip them to lead their school communities. So that's been a really, really significant standout. The second has been the partnership with Wilcannia well, Forbes and Steve and the Brown Collective in terms of tapping into um, expertise, um, into broadening our horizons so that we've had these excellent presenters who've really challenged us and depthed our learning. Oh, sure. And then the yeah, commitment of the participants, uh, you know, I think that's been um, combined with that input has really led to some significant learning. Um, for our people and ultimately that's um, benefited the kids in our schools and that's what we're trying to do. Prue, Mary Ellen mentioned just before the importance of authentic leadership. Now, I spoke about it this morning, I've spoken to you about it in the past. Throughout this journey, both of you have been present for this program and that has meant so much to the participants. So volumes, it, 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 it tells us how much you value the program and how much you value us within your systems Tell me, Mary Ellen, has that, is that something that you've always known about leadership and, and authentic leadership to, to really be present with the people you're working with or is it something you've learned as you've gone along? Oh, I guess two, two points here. Um, my involvement is in this program has certainly... I, I have learned so much myself and been exposed to um, thought leaders from across the world. So there's been a deep personal growth for myself. But... Um, Leadership is about being there, shoulder to shoulder, rolling your sleeves up and getting your hands dirty. Um, and unless our colleagues see that, um, I don't see any point in having programs like this at all. So it's we're walking with them um, and and being there as, as a colleague um, and, and mentor, I guess, so very important part of it. And Prue, look, in my experience and being and working in other dioceses, it's not the norm to be able to call the assistant director and ask them a question. Yet you've always been that person that's been that willing to pick up the phone and if you haven't been able to talk and say, I'll call you back in a couple of minutes, how how has that formed part of your leadership and your authentic leadership? We're, we're all learners. Like you've never got it sorted, really. Every opportunity is a learning opportunity. So, you know, I guess I've been in those shoes too where you're wondering. And um, for me, I know being able to talk with someone helps you think it through. Like, 
you never ring me for an answer. We just ring and have a conversation. You get to where you need to go. I initially um, want the answer. That's what we end up doing yeah, for yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so it's just having someone, and I've appreciated that through my leadership, and, and I know that that's a helpful thing, um, to just to have someone else to bounce it off and to get to where you need to go. Um, and I think that's a really critical part of what we do, and we're always learning. I'd, I'd love more opportunities to hear about people's stories. When Liz spoke this morning about her leadership journey, well, I didn't know that about Liz. Mm -hmm. And so I have a greater understanding of her now and who she is and what she stands for. Do you see more opportunities for us to tell our story so people do really understand who we are and why we do what we do? I think what resonated for me with Liz's story um, this morning is that leadership is such a privilege um, and I've seen that um, reflected in this whole Pathways journey with our people. Um, it's a privilege, uh, but we need, it, need to use it, that privilege wisely and in, and in an informed way, um, and that's what we're learning as, as leaders. Um, uh, and that, um, I, I guess, listening to Liz this morning too, that um, our work as leader, leaders is never finished. You know, it's mm. a constant... Uh, journey of growth and development, um, self-awareness, uh, reflection, and that's what's been so strongly modelled in this Pathways program. Is, uh, Liz's speech this morning was a magic moment. Is there any other memorable moments that you're going to take away that you're not going to forget, uh, besides uh, Mick and I's prayer this morning as well? <laughs> Is there any other memorable moments you're going to take away and you'd like other people to know about the program? Um, there's been lots really, like every moment almost is a memorable moment, but I guess, and I articulated this this morning, for me to see colleagues from two uh, regional dioceses, well, Candy Forbes and Wagga, coming together around the table, sharing the knowledge, sharing the expertise, being that person to talk things through, for me that's absolutely critical because often in the rural areas we feel a little remote and that so we don't have access so this is a great way we do we've got expertise all around us if we can just find the table and come to the table we can support each other so for me that's been a real highlight definitely um just reflecting for my highlight i was thinking about michael fullen's writings about nuance in leadership and he talks about nuanced leaders being having a curiosity of what is possible openness to other people, sensitivity to context and loyalty to a better future. And then he further um, contends that um, nuanced leaders are ex experts in networks and in humanity and that's what's been laid out for me in this program. Um, I've seen all those capabilities demonstrated and come to life and it's been a real joy and a pleasure. Yeah, wow. Well, I've got one more question, Mick, actually. This one's off the cuff. But what would you say, uh, talking about the loyalty to a better future, because that did resonate with me as well, and Steve talks about that, making a better future, his commitment to it. Uh, what would you say to the, the next participants in the next following program? What, was your, what would be your, your tip for them? Go for broke. Go for broke. Yes. Yeah. Soak it up. Use every opportunity that's available because they're there in spades. Be 10% braver when Be you get 10 the opportunity. 10% braver, huh? Yeah. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. Look, we've spoken, each group we've had in, everyone's mentioned the relationships. It's just been the same. The, the, friends, same the friendships that we've made, the, yeah. the friendships we've made across dioceses as yeah. well. To come in and for Anthony, the director of Will Kenya Forbes, to remember my name is very powerful. And it, and, it's, and it means so much to all of us to know it how does. much, as we've said earlier, 
how much you value us as the future of our diocese, it respective diocese, and, and that you've been present throughout it. So thank you so much, ladies. We really value your time. And can I just say a very big thank you to the Brown Collective, to Stephen, and to, to Prue and the Diocese of Wagga Wagga, because this has been, you know, such a great experience and opportunity for a real remote diocese like Wilkenny Forbes. Well said. Very well said. On that note, it's why we called it Teach Better Together, because that's exactly what we do. Uh, thank you very much for being on our program. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So who are we thanking today, Mick? Well, as always, Heath, we've got to thank Dr Stephen Brown, um, who gives us so much of his, his time and certainly doesn't have much of it, but he gives us his time whenever he's present with us. Uh, thank you, Steve. We also would like to thank Prue Horan and Mary Ellen Dempsey, two fantastic ladies in uh, across two dioceses who um, were very much the inspiration behind these this pathway to leadership getting off the ground along with steve yeah yeah thanks to all those guys and if you were listening today a big thank you to you as well um as steve said it's, it's about that patience it's about looking for our why and it's about us all continuing to learn and as we know we all teach better together all right sign us out mick well heath as you've said that's it for today's episode of teach better together i would like to thank you all for listening from us to you And as usual, don't forget to check out our Facebook page and leave us a comment and feedback. It's another way for us to collaborate and be better. So remember, keep learning, share, care, and look after yourself. You're not alone. We are all leaders, no matter what you teach and how you teach it. We all teach better together.